It's 6 o'clock. Time to call Baird Brothers, America's source for fine hardwood since 1960. The Valley's News, Weather, and Sports Station. News Radio 570 WKBN. Youngstown. Here's what's happening in the Valley. Good afternoon, I'm Macy Jepson. The jury has reached a verdict in the Howland Capital murder case. Closing arguments were made today in the case against Nasser Hamad. He is accused of shooting five people outside of his Howland home in February, killing Joshua Williams and Joshua Haber and injuring three others. Stay with 570 WKBN for the announcement of that verdict. Four people were held against their will in a house on the north side of Youngstown. Ricky Carter, who was holding two adults and two children in the house, gave up after a SWAT team arrived last night. He is charged with domestic violence and kidnapping. Anyone visiting a Youngstown City school system building will now be subject to new security measures. Any visitor, whether they are a parent, contractor, or a volunteer, will have their photo ID scanned to determine if that person is a registered sex offender and a special visitor's badge will be printed. There are still a lot of unanswered questions about this morning's shooting of a man outside the Walmart in Austintown. Austintown police say the man was shot in the stomach as he was sitting in a car outside the Walmart. Witnesses say an older white Cadillac with a Landau roof was taken away on a flatbed wrecker. The man was taken to St. E's. Austintown police are not giving out information yet about the man's condition. Tom Moore reporting. And Ohio Attorney General Mike DeWine unveiled his plan today to fight the country and the state's opioid epidemic. That plan is called Recovery Ohio, and it consists of 12 initiatives. In May, DeWine filed suit against five drug companies, and he wants the drug companies to pay for the plan. From the insurance experts, our Kashmiri and Associates News Center, I'm Macy Jepson on Youngstown Warren's only news radio, 570 WKBN. Fox News Radio, I'm Jane Metzler. President Trump tweeting again, there was no collusion with Russia. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders defended the hiring of both Paul Manafort as campaign chairman and his business associate, Richard Gates. You make it sound like they were, uh, you know, regular offenders that have been uh, in, in massive amounts of trouble. These were seasoned operatives that worked on a number of campaigns. Fox's John Decker reporting both men pleading not guilty on 12-count indictments. Speaking at sentencing... Army Sergeant Bo Bergdahl spoke in open court following more stories of how soldiers tasked with finding him after walking off his post were maimed or killed. Bergdahl began by apologizing but often succumbed to his own tears, saying his words can't take away what people have been through. Fox's Evan Brown, Fox News. We report, you decide. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. For that perfect gift, visit Deneen's Jewelry and Gifts, 822 North State Street, Girard. Showers tapering off this evening into the night. Look for breezy conditions through morning. Temperatures sliding to near freezing. Partly sunny skies for your Tuesday, still breezy, afternoon highs in the low 40s. Clouds move back in Tuesday night with a low near 30. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. It's now 39. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. 
This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. Now, I stayed up till uh, 1.40 last night watching into that ball game, and I'm alive uh, and, and, and raring to go. Did you watch the game last I night? I didn't. I heard it. But that's because you're Ronnie Cake's verb. You know, and here you are, man, after a grueling day of, uh, <laughs> of what the market was down today, right? Yeah, it was. It was. All right. It was down for a little while, for, for, for 85 points for... I can't believe it. It was down. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. been roaring. Well, what's the word? I mean, what's going on with it? I read this. Go see I, uh, how I'm on top of things. They say it's because there was a talk that Trump's tax plan might have to be phased in over five years, and that's why the market went down. True? I don't. Honestly, I just needed I think it needed a breather. <laughs> so you don't I mean, buy that stuff. such a kick-ass month in the market. It just, I just think it needed a breather, especially after Friday. Well, sometimes you say you like yeah. a down market. Oh, I do. I like the air. I like the air coming out of the balloon because it stops it from bursting, right? And it, and it keeps people sane because people do, like right now, people are going insane in in, in a bad way, in a good way. So, like we uh, we have people all the time that want more risk that shouldn't be in more risk, and I have to talk them out of it. Guy today just I had to tell him, listen, man, I don't want to be the guy that has to apologize to you when the market blows up. He wanted to get in some. Aggressive stuff. He's a couple years away from re- retirement, and I'm the one who's got the answer to that. If he, if he does, you know, if he doesn't make it, I should have talked him out well, of going aggressive. What so. was his thinking, though? I mean, being well, aggressive now, and the market's at a high. Does he just think that this is going to keep on going? Yeah, I think. I think more of it is is just he hears me talking about stuff on this show, and he hears things in the shop, and he hears in the news. Things are good, but. We got for whatever reason got a very we got a very short memory in the market, mm-hmm. um, but I look at it from a, both a due diligence standpoint, regulatory standpoint, and common sense standpoint. It's really this simple. If my dad was between sixty and sixty five, which he is, and he's going to retire within the next couple of years, and this is the all the money in the world he has to invest, and he has a social security and he has a little pension. What I invest is money in individual equities and stuff that's high risk, and the answer is no. Mm-hmm. No matter how much sense it makes, no matter how good things are, you just never know what's coming down the pike, and then someone cuts your head off, and then the client's looking at you like, well, why the hell didn't you talk me out of this? That's your job. And they're right, by the way. They're right. That's why you call. That's why I'm not a financial sales product you know, person. I'm a financial advisor, keyword being advisor. So I'm an advisor to the clients in all formats. So we take that very seriously, and uh, that's happening more than I mean. He's one of many people that are, are going bonkers that way. Like, how did he take just, it when, uh, when you said okay? I think I think, uh, I think he understood that I cared. I think he understood that I wasn't taking the now the easy way out would have been okay. Let's go okay. Let's go hell high water and <clears throat> let's invest you in this high risk and maybe we make some money. Mm-hmm. And I just shut up and let him, you know, let him jump, you know, walk off the cliff. I want from a, one that would be called willful blindness, and that's a, actually against the law in our business. But other than the compliance set item, I just I'm just not built that way. So, my, but if you thought it was a good idea, you would tell him it's a good idea. In your opinion, well, yeah. If like, it's a bad I, idea, I it's a bad idea. idea. If, you're in, if you were in your mid forties, late early fifties, and you had ten years. For this money to roar back for you, if you needed, if it came down, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and again, I'm not picking on him. He's a great guy. But, but you're by the age, by his age. I have to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Period. Even it, no matter how much 
sense it might make to go aggressive. And what uh, what happens then with, the, it, can it lead to a conflict if the client says, well, I want to do it anyway? Yeah, but then they'll have to sign uh, what's called an unsolicited agreement. And then I asked them then at the end, I asked him honestly, why, why are you using me? Mm-hmm. Like I had, a, I had a lady today, she's one of my, one of my all-time favorite clients. She's really smart. And uh, she wanted to sell Amazon because we made a bunch of money on it. Mm-hmm. And like everybody did, but you know I didn't. So <laughs> I, I'm smiling because I hit I hit that one really so good. And uh, she wanted to sell it. I said I think this thing's just getting started. Well, it's so high, and we made so much money on it. So nope. I said I'm. You know, again, you're if you're going to do your own thing, then you need to do your own thing. But if you're asking me to be an advisor, I'm sticking to my guns. This is what I believe. Unless you force me, and I use that word, force me to sell it. We're sticking in it. Well, even if she sells it, she would have made money on it, right? But, but but you're trying to say, in your opinion, if you stay with it, you're going to make even more money. Yeah. Like, if you're, Amazon will pull back eventually. Mm-hmm. And if you're waiting to get into Amazon on the pullback, it'll probably, it probably, keyword probably will come. But if not, if you've, if you bought this thing in the early years with me and you, you've been holding it since 500, 600, 700, 800, et cetera. My thing is, I think it's a core holding. Core holding meaning that I think you just keep it. I do. I think you just keep it. It's like ISRG. I think you just you just keep that son of a gun. What is ISRG? Since it was surgical, it's one of my it's one of my favorite stocks this year. We made about I want to say thirty nine, forty three percent in it this year. It's it, I just got a three for one split on it. What do, what do they make or what they, they make do? a Da Vinci device for the heart? Oh, okay. Um, it's it's the computerized robot that does this, you know, right. less invasive procedure for the heart. That stock has gone to a thousand for me and split. I think four times for me over the past fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Hard. It's hard to uh, it's hard not to keep that as a core holding. Right. <clears throat> Again, I'm talking about things right now that are very risky that could cost you a lot of money if the market falls. So I'm not telling you buy or sell them. I'm just telling you that those are some You're giving ideas. people an idea of your yeah, philosophy. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So in so in other words, these are doing well, but you but in your opinion, you want to stay with them because you think they'll do even better. Yeah, if someone has what's called an aggressive or even a moderate aggressive portfolio with me, that's a core holding I buy them, you know, if we can if we hit it right. Meaning that like right now I don't think I'd if a client gave me a half million dollars to invest more, I don't know if I'd put it in the Amazon because it's so high, I'd let it probably pull back maybe five, six percent. And then put it in. Mm-hmm. And so, there, there's the problem with the market. That's why you like a down market on some of these days, isn't it? I do. Because if it keeps going up and up and up, you're nervous. Well, you're like anybody. You don't know if that's the time to get in. Well, it's hard for me to prove myself in an up market for a new client, too. Do you know what I mean by that? No. So if a client comes in, let's let's say the market, I'm, use, I'm going to use this as a, I know this isn't the case, listeners. Let's say the Dow Jones is 20000 and a client comes to me, and it's at an all-time high, high at 20000 it's already high. How much more room is it going to go? How much more is it going to climb to get to that next notch where it's a it's a nice return, right? Mm-hmm. So if a client comes client comes to me, and we have a normal market, a low, you know, when it's I don't know, say, you know, say like a couple years ago we had a, a pretty down market. They come in to me then. I put money to work, some ideas, and then it jumps because the market climbs. Now I got a way better chance of of proving myself to the investor. Who's come over from the next investor? So, I said seventy to five to eighty percent of our clients that come to us are people that are very unsatisfied with the current, uh, with the you know with their current or, or ex advisor. What do, what do you? Uh, I am curious about that. When they come to you, are they just that they're 
are, are they feeling that the, the that their current advisor just doesn't make contact with them, doesn't offer them any advice, doesn't do anything? I mean, because usually that's, that's what you get. La- which the, the key phrase which you just said there is do anything. Like, we're not one to handhold. That's something I, I'm, I would like as a weakness of mine. Like, But you guys, communicate on a regular basis with your clients. I actually, not as often as you think. I communicate through moves. Mm-hmm. So they get a transaction confirmation statement in the mail saying, John did this, John did this in your portfolio. That lets them know that I'm doing something. Oh. I concentrate all of our time and energy, me personally, not the staff, but me, on the investment results. If I'm calling a client and having a 10 to 15 minute conversation with as many clients as we have, we're not getting the work done. We're not. You're not watching the market. We're not watching the market. We're not looking for new ideas. You can't do both. I don't care who you are. And then, so I'm, I think I'm one, I'm, I'm one of the, the, the top guys for assets under management here. There's many clients. I think we have like 1,400 clients now. Uh, That's a lot of clients. Yeah, we approached that hundred and twenty-two million dollar mark in assets, which for around here is pretty good, pretty good amount of money. Down in Palm Beach, it's really I'm a welfare case, but for a one man <laughs> for a one man show, mm-hmm. not a bad asset under management deal is an independent. The reason why I'm telling you that is, I, I for all those clients and for those assets, my focus needs to be one hundred percent on the client's money. I, I do care about their health, and I do hope their family's doing well and their kids' soccer games are good. But honestly, that's not my importance. What, what I care about is making you money. That's what I care about. Or protecting your money when the market's, de- when, when the market's climbing down. And by that, you've got to look at their portfolios and, and what's going on. Well, if you look, if you go in my, my office, I have you know three monitors going, tickers going everywhere, news, I knew, you know, something scrolling on the news. In the, you know, on one of the tickers, and I have a trading ticker or trading screen. So two screens are informational purposes only, which I'm toggling back and forth between emails, news, data. Then I got a real-time ticker quote, which has screens, you know, which has news scrolling in, in real time. So I'm trying to get a jump on the market on, on items we hold or new ideas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we have your everyday operational things. Like for me to make a trade, <clears throat> excuse me. For me to make a trade is, I'm going to say it's going to take me 30 seconds to click. Like, we go to the client's account, mm-hmm. buy, buy the equity, make sure, and then I double check it to make sure the symbols are right and the amount of money is going in is right. You're one symbol off, you might destroy someone's account. Then you got to call the trading desk to bust it. You look like an idiot, and you got to pay the, the bust fee, and it's just a nightmare. You look like an amateur to the trading world. So I always double-check our trades. So you're looking at 30 seconds of trade, which you say, well, 30 seconds might not sound a lot, but imagine making that same trade for, say, 200, 200 accounts in an hour. Mm-hmm. There's there's only so much John Arnold to go around if you want the results to be what they are. Like right now, our results are ridiculous. I gotta t- They're ridiculous. They now, really what does are. that mean? I can't. I don't want to say numbers because no. When you say uh, ridiculous, does that mean it's good or what? It's they're they're absurdly right now. Your results for your clients are are good. Yes, the the stock picks are excellent. They're unbelievable in all your categories. All my categories, like and you can moderate, high risk, or whatever. Yes, look at the if you look at the past. If you look at like on the website, you can download our, our our old shows podcast, and you can hear my picks. I talk about building materials. Industry materials. Well, that's going to go great now. Yeah, yeah. And banking so, doing well. I'm sorry. Banking, banking started doing well the past month and a half. It just has roared. Uh, obviously, Amazon and Facebook. 
uh, ISRG. I mean, it's not like I'm Johnny come lately on the show. It's something I've been talking about. And all uh, the crazy things is like when you said the hurricane hit, I know what you're getting at. It just was like the cherry on top of the Sunday, but I was already in this particular industries just based on infrastructure rebuild. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and that was just, it was just gangbusters after that. So right now things are just really, things are really, really working. It's like that quarterback who keeps throwing touchdown passes. Just he barely misses interception and instead gets a touchdown pass. That's where I'm at right now. And that's a good feeling, right? It is because I have, I, I remember, and I'll have it again. I remember the opposite to where it seemed like you couldn't make the right pick. But are you also at the same time very, uh, with all that being said? Yes, I'm very cautious. Right, because because it's almost it's almost like too good, right? You get you can never relax. It's going well. People are making money. And, yeah, I, and and it's like there's a nervousness about that, isn't there? There is a nervousness about that. It's, it's the Black Swan event that we're all talking about. You so, don't know when. It's the no. It's not about knowing. It's not about knowing when. It's about knowing what is. Like the North Korea thing is so obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Iran's so obvious. So I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, mortgage crisis. We've already had that. Dog com. We've already had that. The the regulations and in, in accounting, the Sarbanes Oxley. Those those have been solved. I'm so you're trying to look at this from a from a from a skeptical eye standpoint and trying to figure out what's going to be the next shoe to drop. What's going to be the Black Swan event? That kicks our ass and takes us down. Mm. That's what I keep thinking about. All right, hang on a second. I'm gonna hit the, yep, hit the we'll come back. John Arnold will know. It's like the cliffhanger, like on TV. There you go. <laughs> We're gonna have that coming up. By the way, if you're driving down 680 and you're coming into Youngstown, don't let that John Arnold billboard and that bright bull lights <laughs> blind you, you as like you come that, down. Huh? Huh? You like that? It's over by the Pepsi plant. I'll talk more about that coming up. We'll be right back. Let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box inside Cheap Tobacco. State Street in Girard, 34 the low for tonight. Was it sprinkling when you were coming in? Raining at all? Yeah, it was slightly. All right, 34 the low tonight. 46 and dry tomorrow. 49 and a 60% chance of rain Wednesday. 58 and a 60% chance of rain Thursday. Right now, 39 News Radio 570 WKBN. With John Arnold, I'll get back to that momentarily. But if you're driving down 680, folks, uh, you will see that bull with the red eyes on the green billboard saying, for serious <laughs> investors, right? Yep, real investment advice for serious investors. Right. That's been our tagline and slogan for about five years now. But you mean it. Yep. You, know, you absolutely mean it. And that's, a, and that's what it's all about. And, and some of the other stuff, just not that. It's about if you have young kids planning for college costs. You know, John, John Arnold, J. Arnold Wealth Management is, if you're getting older, protecting your assets so you don't lose them to the nursing home and Medicaid and all that kind of stuff. As you get older, if you're younger, having enough money to put your kids through college or, or retiring and having enough money to live out your life. So it covers all phases of life is it what does. I'm saying. It does. It does. And, and he has, when you go see John, he'll sit down and talk to you, and he goes through what are your risks. You know, are you a high risk, low risk, and that kind of stuff? But then he then he gives you his suggestions, portfolios that he would put you on. And just so you know, if you've never heard John Arnold before, he's an active money manager, which means once you put somebody in something, you still keep track of it and change it. Oh, we change it often. We do. You don't Sometimes, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, we no, no. It's we're not a set and forget it, and that's the reason why my tagline is is what it is. It's real investment advice, calling for serious investors because. I, I am not your Ameriprise, Edward Jones kind of guy, and those are good people. They're really good people. But 
that's not my philosophy. I don't, I don't, I'm not really into the whole sending you Christmas cards and anniversary cards and calling that financial advice. I'm into, we're going to move your money around. I'm not pawning you off onto a money manager. I'm going to want to take, I'm going to be the one taking into the end zone uh, on, you know, off, on fourth and one to win the ball game. I'm also the one who's going to be get, taking the blame if I fumble. Mm-hmm. I, I want the blame on me. I want the credit too. And so uh, typically what a lot of my competitors will do is they'll, they're, they're a middleman between a true money manager or a true financial advisor. We call them investment advisors. So they're a middleman between the investment advisor and the client. So they'll, 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 you know, they'll review a client's portfolio and based on this, this, and this, we think you should go into this model. Well, they're not building the model. The, the, the manager, the, the people they're hiring are. So if that people, those people that, let's say they do a great job, that investment advisor should, the person putting the assets with that financial advisor should not get that much credit because they really didn't do anything but lead them to the path. Just the opposite. Let's say that that money manager underperformed the market, did a horrible job. Well, that investment advisor that, that guided them there, they should they you know they shouldn't get the blame. But at the same time, they should they should not want that. They should want to they should want to take the blame. Like, hey, I got a man up. I could like for instance, I, I lost some money for a client that came off the show within the first week. Uh, we put them in Snapchat. Just bought them right off the IPO. Okay, I thought I kill. I thought I hit another Facebook. I did. I thought I was. I thought I was going to really kick some butt for this guy. And we came out of the gate and we lost money immediately. And I said, "How do you like that?" I, and his name was Matt. I said, "Hey, I, no, no BS here. I made a bad pick. I'm going to get this money back for you. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to move the money. And we're going to put it in these particular strategies. Boom, 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 boom." So not only did we get the money back, but we we made way we had made some nice money above and beyond where he started. But we were in the hole for three months because I had the I was working with less money to get the money back. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, I made some nice picks and we had um and we and, and we had a raging bull market. But that could have not been the case. It could have easily not been the case if I had a bear market and we lost money off the get. It's just the way the ball crumbled. The crumbles. My point in telling you that is when you deal with me, something I'm very proud of. You're dealing with me. You're dealing with me, an attorney, and, and five administrative staff. That's our team. Mm-hmm. We're looking. To, we're trying to recruit jun- uh, a junior broker here and there. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is, it's hard to find a junior broker who's going to give you 100. percent They just want an easy ride, and it's, it's just hard to find that person around here. But when a client comes in, <laughs> which they, is how, which is what you would expect from somebody that mm-hmm. you want 100. percent Right. So if you came in to me and they said, well, explain to me why you're doing, we're this. doing so well, or explain to me your strategy Correct. behind this and this, I can literally tell them, here's a strategy behind ASRG. Here's a strategy behind Facebook. Here's a strategy behind Amazon. Here's a strategy behind IHI, XLB, XLI, KBE. Here's your thinking, so I understand exactly. and why I can, you're doing and it. And here's the beautiful part. Because I grew up on the same side of the track as most of these people, I know how to explain it to them. So I understand they can it. understand they don't care about uh, PE ratios and earnings per share and, and all and all things that in cash flow and income state. They don't care. I do. They don't care. They don't care. And I try to talk to them, especially about technical analysis and the charts and why this means this. They could give a rat's ass. That's the truth. You know what they want to know? Tell me fundamentally what makes sense to me and how you can explain it. I'm good at that. Right. John Arnold, though, he, uh, uh, when you uh, go with John Arnold, John Arnold manages your money. He yes. doesn't just set it and forget it. There's none of that. No. And John Arnold trades uh, will move you in and out of particular entities 
you know, on his own, you know, without calling Yeah, we you. do it discretionary, and we do it without cost. That's the main thing. All right, we'll come back. Segment two with John Arnold. Straight ahead, News Radio 570 WKBN. So stay with us. Live from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. O'Charlie's, good food, good times. This is 570 WKBN. Youngstown Warren's only news radio. Here's what's happening in the valley. There is a verdict in the Nasser Hamad murder case. He is accused of fatally shooting two people and injuring three others in front of his home in Howland. 570 WKBN is waiting for the jury to announce its verdict after deliberating one day. And a warning tonight from the Fraternal Order of Police in Youngstown. Any phone calls asking for money as part of a fundraiser are a scam. The Youngstown Police Department is getting complaints and warns. If you get a call asking for donations, you should avoid giving out personal information, especially credit card numbers. And another warning, if you have a child who uses Instagram, Canfield Police are concerned that a site claiming to be a modeling agency could be preying on unsuspecting girls. Local schools are taking action to get the word out. The account is called Buckeye underscore modeling. The Sheriff's Office and Police Department are investigating. Storm Team 27 forecast isolated showers, low 35, partly cloudy Tuesday, high 45. From the entrance experts, our Kashmiri and Associates News Center, I'm Mason Jepson from News Radio 570 WKBN. Fox News Radio, I'm Jane Metzler. Money laundering and conspiracy among their alleged crimes. A few hours after former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort surrendered to the FBI, he and longtime associate Rick Gates appeared before Magistrate Judge Deborah Robinson in federal district court, where each pleaded not guilty to 12 counts of financial crimes in an indictment unsealed by the Office of Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Fox's James Rosen. Mueller also unsealed a guilty plea entered over three weeks ago by George Papadopoulos, a former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. Questioned by FBI agents one week after the inauguration, Papadopoulos lied about the timing and circumstances under which he made contact with various foreign nationals last year, people he believed to be well-connected inside the Kremlin. The White House says the indictments have no connection to the president. Fox News, we report, you decide. Our next update at 7. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. Don't be left out in the cold this winter. Call Massa Heating in Girard, 545-6063. Your factory authorized Bryant dealer. Showers tapering off this evening into the night. Look for breezy conditions through morning. Temperatures sliding to near freezing. Partly sunny skies for your Tuesday, still breezy, afternoon highs in the low 40s. Clouds move back in Tuesday night with a low near 30. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. It's now 39. All right, he's here. He's the one and only, the king of the billboards now out there on 680. (laughs) So picture this. I'm driving back, gang, from Morgan Furniture. This is on Friday. He doesn't tell me anything about this, all right? You know, he's mum the word. I'm just driving down. And I look over there on 680 or on the curves over there. And I immediately, before I could even read anything, I knew when I saw the bull in the lit red eyes that that was a John Arnold trademark. And I said, that son of a gun did it. It didn't say a word, man. Right there Did you it is. like it, though? Yeah, I thought it was, I, I thought it was cool. Then if you're on, if you're on 224... 
Okay, if you're on 224, gang, heading by the Shell Station nearby, 224 in Lockwood and Tippy on that uh, digital billboard, he's got uh, he's got one up there that changes. Yeah, I got one at Sam's Club. Over have, oh, what? Yeah, over over here. here, just right beside us. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have one at Market Street in West Reserve, and then I that's the digital, and then I got one at uh, and at what you said, Lockwood. So we have four up right now. Because mm-hmm. my man, I got. Well, I got you a, could put messages on them. Right. So I got the stationary one with the eyes, mm-hmm. and the digital one is has a message. The current message it says, you know, it, it talks about college costs, and my kids' pictures are up there, and all that. Um, but my man, I have a good friend. Uh, his name is Mike Basil. He he's uh, I think he's he's like a, a leasing agent for land. Mm-hmm. But he's one of our clients and a really good friend. And he gave me a really good deal on this for so I had to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's kind of cool. See, you didn't tell me anything about the digital. I would have I would have been sitting at a traffic light, and, and I would have been said, truly, you're, yeah. Well, you seen the kid? You see the kids? I try to keep my face off. I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my idea, John. Your face with the lit red eyes. There you go. That'll <laughs> you know really bring look in. like the devil and that kind That'll of stuff. That'll bring them in. But see, with John Arnold, when we talk about John Arnold Truth Investing Show, so people understand. It, you know, you have people that will take your money as a, as investors. You know, they'll they'll do whatever to get your business. They'll go invest your money and literally forget about you and forget about your money. They put it in something and they literally forget about it. Uh, and, they, and they're moving on to the or, next... Or, or, or worse. Or moving on to their next client is what I'm no, trying to say. No, they're moving it. So they'll sit on it, sit on it, sit on it. And then once they're past a certain period of time where they can flip it into another commission, that's what they'll do. So they'll bang you again. Mm-hmm. And if you're late, you know, if you're not recognizing what's going on, if you don't know any better, you sign up, you just lock your money up for a high cost commission for another five to six years. And uh, you could have made way more money doing something somewhere else. Right. Because you know. it's too uh, much about commissions. So there's so there's that type of uh, of uh, guy. Well, with John Arnold, John Arnold, when you go with him is somebody that says, OK, I, I'm going to have to be able to move your money in and out of things. You know, we, we agree to that before you go because you'll be out working. And I say, we got to get out of this because it's dropping or I want to go over here and that kind of stuff. You you actively manage these portfolios. Yes. You make decisions. That's what I want people to understand. And you're paid by the, by performance, basically. The more your client makes, you get the same percentage, but it's a percentage out of, more, out of a bigger number. Well, there's two things we do differently. <laughs> um, for, our, for our bigger accounts, like endowment funds or institutional accounts, we literally only take their performance, meaning that it isn't 1% on the account value. It's sometimes we'll do, and again, we're talking about million-dollar accounts or bigger. We'll take 10% of the gain or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So we either make you money or we don't get paid at all. Mm-hmm. And our and our bigger accounts love that because they know, one, we're going to work harder for them just subconsciously. Because we want to keep the lights on. Uh, two, they want to know if they make no money that we've made no money. So for our average, that's a beautiful thought. Yeah. So for <laughs> our, our average clients, including myself, I don't have millions of dollars. We do one percent a year, but we bill it monthly, meaning that the client doesn't pay us a one percent a year up front, and they don't pay us one percent at the end of the year. I measure my performance one twelfth of one percent every month. So. I have to prove myself every month. So I can give myself a pay raise at the end of the month or a pay cut. Based on how the portfolio does. Correct. And you know what else I do is I suck up all the costs, meaning that the trading... Like now, wait a minute. I want people to pay attention because this is big. 
not, not just how you get paid, but I want people to listen to this. When you say you suck up all the costs, listen to this, folks. So your IRA costs, like your broker-dealer is charging you 45 to $75 IRA costs. John Arnold eats that. Your trading costs, whether it's four ninety five with Fidelity or seven ninety five or six ninety five with TD Ameritrade, or you know sometimes as high as ten dollars a trade to interactive brokers for big trades, John Arnold takes care of that. In, 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 in activity fees, the client doesn't pay. Nope, I don't believe in any nickel and dime BS. I like I like to make it. I know exactly what this area wants. They want things simple. Mm-hmm. They are very bottom line. It's a coupon area. The, the area's obviously been beaten down, and people watch their pennies very close. I'm very in tune with what people want around here, and what they want is someone to work their ass off for them at the least amount of cost and treat them fairly. They understand that I'm always not going to be right, but they want to know that... You're trying. If I'm, I'm trying, and if I'm wrong, that I'm going to take the pain with them. Right. And that is very important to them. Oh, that's the key. And, and they don't like the nickel and dime stuff, and... Well, i got to tell you something. I want to say I was a Stiefel Nicholas uh, for the middle of my career. Mm-hmm. They would hit. They we. I want to say we were hitting clients at like eighty five dollar IRA fees, mm-hmm. in addition to their commissions, and I would either have to pay the IRA fees for them, mm-hmm. or you'd have to call the client and say, "Mr. Client, we're going to nickel and dime you at eighty five bucks a trade, uh, or excuse me, a year on this IRA fee. You're going to pony up a check, and that's the way it is." A lot of the old cat, the old timers there were like, "Yeah, that's the way it is, and that's just how it's going to be." Me, I found myself in a rock and a hard place, thinking I wouldn't pay that dumb eighty-five dollars. You already got my business. You already nickel. You're not. You already hit me at two hundred dollars a trade. You already. You know, I'm already putting you in business with this and this. And they're they're they're. Ne- I I just think the whole system's sc- so screwed up. I do. So what I did is when I created my own RA, my own registered investment advisory firm, is I did I built a firm that I thought, where could it be the fairest to common sense wise to where it was fair for us. I don't have a skyscraper to pay for. I don't need the nickel and dime you. I don't have super bold commercials. Where how can I? I have a nice living. I have clients that got me that nice living and started me with when I had nothing. That I, you know, I have something now. How could I build a firm that was the most advantageous to both parties, to where I would never have to apologize in the supermarket, never feel like a a jerk, you know, looking over my shoulder, etc. And I did that. And I'm proud of that. Right, but uh, but as a side note, just so people understand, right. it is it, it is a watchful eye that you're operating on. There's a lot of stress. It, to, it's, it, it's all it's, those things it's you say, an but it, it, it is a stress factory because that is what you're doing. Well, you're watching yeah. this stuff on a regular basis to move stuff if you think you have to. You're not necessarily, and incidentally, uh, as we talked on previous shows, there were times when I thought you'd pull the trigger on stuff that was going down and you didn't, and it went back up. Mm-hmm. And there were times when stuff was going down and you did pull the trigger. In other words, you knew when to sell it. You're mm-hmm. not a big proponent of writing the market down. I'm not, but I... But, but I, you're not a proponent of selling too soon either. Well, no, it's just time and place for stop losses. You'll get... You get taken for a ride if you set your stock your stops too close. I learned that lesson the hard way. And sometimes you just have a, a, a you have a you just have this as a broker if you're seasoned and, and and if you're a broker other listening to the show they know exactly what I'm talking about. You have this like sixth sense about you like there's a like this this little down that you're seeing is a head fake. 
Like you're getting a little head fake, because you know what I'm talking about. When I oh, I know exactly. I've, I've been sitting here with you on this program enough times. When so I you, thought, when I said to you, yeah. when you said no, I didn't. So I says, oh, that's crazy. And I've, it, been, it, I've been burned before. I've been burned <laughs> on setting stop losses too, but not too often. There, there was one I wish I could recall I, I, it. I don't like to be promissory, but I'll say this: I've been way more right than I've been wrong. Right. All right. And uh, like, I, and then I also I think I'm, I pretty I'm pretty good at preparing the client from what to expect from me and my personality. Like if you're calling, you're looking for a friend or if you're looking for some, you're too pet, busy. I'm not, I'm not your guy. I, what I'm after is getting you an investment result. And you know, what's funny is my, my clients and I become very close, very close very friends, but it's because they see how much I care. They know that I'm giving them the truth. For instance, if I, if I was an electrician and I got the job to wire your house and X, Y, and then your neighbor down the street says, well, I'm an electrician. If we take these shortcuts and we do this, this, and this, I could save you, say, 10 grand on, on, the, on the whole kit and caboodle. And you come to me and say, well, why don't you do that too? And I'll give you the business instead of him. And I, I would tell you, no, I'd rather not have your business because you know what, what ha- what's going to happen. Even if I do have to pay off the, the GC and the inspector to get it done I, and I slide away scot-free, guess what's going to happen? You burn your house down, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Same thing applies in, in, in the investment world. If I just tell you what you want to hear, whether it's tax-wise or legal-wise or you know, or this investment or that investment, if I tell you what you want to hear, that means I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. That means I care about keeping your business and not you. So what I do is I, I focus, again, like we talked about, all my energy and time on the investment results, and if you don't like the way that is and comes out, then I'm not your guy. Right, and, and the straightforward truth. You say to your clients, uh, and uh, and I want you to talk a little bit about this. Uh, beware of anyone trying to sell you bonds. You, you're not a big fan of bonds. Well, the way you say it like that, it I, it sounds like we're trying to sell snake oil. That's not it. Well, okay, you don't no, like. Let's, bu- say, you don't let's like just bonds. say it makes sense. It doesn't really make a lot of sense right now, and I can give you the mathematical reasons here in, in a second. It doesn't make sense to buy bonds unless it's very limited maturities. Because interest rates are at all-time lows. So if you look at a chart, just look at a chart. What, where were we at in the Reagan years and the Jimmy Carter years? Mm-hmm. We were at 14 16% interest High, rates. Yeah. And where were bonds? They were low, crazy low. If you just invested your money in PIMCO total or bond, total return bond fund, with, in my opinion, which had very little risk, you'd have made kick-ass returns for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had to park your money in anywhere else. Just park your money in PIMCO total return. Let Bill Gross make you money. You're, but, you're, but now interest rates are low. Hear me out. So let's do the opposite. Look look where they're at now. Bonds are extremely high. Interest rates are only are really low. So imagine this. We go into that cycle. And Bill Gross ain't with PIMCO. What's that? Bill Gross left PIMCO. Oh, right? yeah. He left PIMCO. It was a bad divorce. But so analyzing this, again, I'm trying to talk in layman's terms here. How foolish would you be to buy, to buy high and sell low? Meaning... Look where bonds are and look where interest rates are. You don't think it's a matter of time before inflation catches up with this? Mm-hmm. You don't think it's a matter of time before a bond blows up and then the whole hell's breaking, breaking loose? You're, you would be foolish, especially with equities right now. Do you, let, me give you, let me give you listeners out there a free idea. When I say idea, I mean don't do it without talking to your investment person. Don't do it without knowing what you're doing and know this. No investment pick is, is correct all the time. You could lose all your money. Do you know what kind of dividend AT&T is paying in right now? No. Give me a guess, yield-wise. I have no clue. Just give me a guess. Uh, uh, 40 bucks. 
No, percentage-wise. Oh, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. I have no clue. Five and a half percent dividend. A five and a half percent dividend on a blue chip stock. The second to the first largest cellular phone carrier in the entire world Mm -hmm. is paying you a five and a half percent dividend. Okay. Here's how you can lose that money. AT&T goes out of business or AT&T cuts the dividend. The AT&T is, hasn't cut their div, didn't cut their dividend in 2002 in 2008. AT&T they're 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 not they're coming off the bottom of their yearly return or their their chart. So you have to look at this from a risk reward standpoint. Typically you'll go and put your money into a CD what at 1% for 3 years, right? If you're lucky. How about buying AT&T and holding it for three years and seeing what it does for you? Mm-hmm. Getting a 5.5% dividend. And AT&T is going to go nowhere as far as well, a company. I can't say that, but use your head. Right. Mm-hmm. Use your head. So if AT&T goes out of business, what else do you think is, is coming? Mm-hmm. Think about what it would have to happen Correct. for AT&T to, to, to go out of business. And then so people say, well, they can drop their dividend. They absolutely can. Uh, if, pigs had, if pigs had wings, they'd fly, right? right. So. If AT&T cuts their dividend, it will buckle AT&T like, like, no, no, like no one's business. So look, you look at BP. When BP got in the Caribbean mess, they cut their dividend. It's not, the BP lost 70% of their share price within like two weeks. How CEOs and executives and all the, and all the managers make their real money is on stock shares. They want that damn at how the share price moves. They want that AT&T go up. If they cut their dividend... Which which is based off retained earnings, yes. But if they cut that dividend, it's going to be it'd be bloodbath on Wall Street, devastating on, on, on AT and T. So I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying it never happened. But if you're going to be a betting man or a betting woman, the, you want your nice yield. Would it make sense to park some money in AT and T for three years, like oh, you would a CD? And annuities, you're not a fan of those because the fees are real high on most of them. Other right? fees are high. You're trapped inside of them. No one seems on variable annuity. You know, I I've explained variable news to clients. I feel like I'm going to blow my head off. I can't, I can't get through them. They're hard to understand. And are you surprised, John, the number of people that have annuities that don't understand them? Not surprised. Used to be, but yes. All right, back with John Arnold. By the way, get uh, a piece of paper and pen stand by. I'll give you his phone number out and all that stuff. That'll be coming up. John Arnold's here Monday night, 6 o'clock. This is the Truth and Investing Show. We'll be right back. Seventeen. Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box inside Cheap Tobacco State Street in Girard. 34 is our low tonight. Right now we're at 39. Dry, sunny tomorrow, 46. 60% chance of rain on Wednesday and 49. Right now, 39. News Radio 570. John Arnold's here Monday night, 6 o'clock. Truth and Investing Show. You uh, do not, you're not a fan of annuities. You've told me. Uh, for a couple of things, folks. When when somebody says, "Well, this is safe. This is an annuity," you you say a couple of things that you've said. I want you to talk about them. Most people don't understand uh, annuities. Really, they're sold something. A couple of things. The commissions. A lot of times, the guys selling the annuities, the commissions real high. They make they're making a lot of money off of it. It can tie your money up for a length of time. Uh, it doesn't make sense if you're really old and this kind of stuff. Talk about that. Well. I, I gotta, I gotta, I'll be talking out of both sides of my mouth if I didn't say I, I sell some annuities on the side, but it's for, I sell annuities for estate planning, for passing on wealth. 
if you're younger or mid middle age and you're trying to grow your money, using an annuity is a really stupid idea. You're looking at a three and a half percent fee schedule or more a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're choosing a rider, that means you're going to make three and a half percent just to break even. Now look at this. See, so you, you also will deplete. You have to deplete your own money first for you to make any money. Do you know what that means? So if you put in a hundred grand and let's say it grew to be, say the guarantee grew to be two hundred thousand, you got to spend your own hundred grand for the insurance company to kick in their hundred grand. You with me? Yeah. So you take the amount of money, take the amount of money that you've used for the guarantee, three and a half percent on the amount of money invested initially. All right. And then add that for, for 10 years and then add it to your initial and then add that to your, your existing hundred thousand. That's how much money it would take for the insurance company to kick in $1 of their own money. They're laughing all the way to the bank playing on your emotions. That's exactly what they're doing. Do you, you think people to, understand that? They don't. They don't. I know that because I, I get, I, I, and I take over a client's portfolio Sometimes we'll have an annuity stuck in a surrender charge period, so we can't move it. So I have to manage it through the annuity. One, the client has no idea what they're in. None, zero zilch. Um, secondly, they're just they're 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 tied up for a long, uh, just an incredible amount of time. They don't understand how the son of a gun works. Is my point. Mm-hmm. Or the no, fees, or the fees. They have no idea because they don't see them. So annuities are back loaded. So wait, let's say you made, but 10, they always sell you on the safety of them. They're very safe. You know, well, that. I can't. I didn't. Well, I can't disagree with that. They are safe, but, but, I mean, I, I don't know. It, again, gauge your safety. If you're going to hold, if you're going to hold money into something for seven, eight years, why not put it just in an S and P five hundred fund? I can't. I can't guarantee the S P five hundred is not going to lose money in eight years, but I can tell you for the past century, it's made eight percent a year. Mm-hmm. Over a ten-year period, right? So, um, if I'm a betting woman or a betting man, maybe I'm going to put that money and diversify it in some indexes where you can have access to it if you and need then it. You have access. That's the and low thing. fees. And low fees. So, what I come across is a lot. I come across this. I I bought out a couple books of business. So, what I found is the broker that I brought the book of business from because I looked in her notes did a good job of explaining the annuity to the client. The problem is, is for, fast forward five, six years, the client forgot what they talked about, all right, didn't take good notes, and now they forgot that how the annuity works and it's not a walkaway value and they can't take X amount of dollars out. This just happened to me with, with a, a, guy named, a guy named Brian. I took, I took over this, this annuity. Um, he forgot in 2007 he had taken out, I think, a, a quick 20000 out of it. So what happened when he did that, he destroyed his guaranteed, his guaranteed rate of return. So it locked in. So when he went to go cash it out this year, he was expecting to double his money. And I had unfortunately told him, I said, no, I'm going to be handing you off a lump sum, but it isn't going to be what you expect. It's going to be your, it's going to be your market value, which had grown, but not double. Mm-hmm. And he said, how could this have not done this? Because you had a high cost of the annuities, the, the, the investments inside sucked. When and, uh, people invest with you, they will know what they're investing in, and you will explain all this to them. I do. And when, they, and, and, and when they come to you for second opinions, you give them a straightforward second opinion. I do. I of, do. This is not something I would ever do type yeah. of thing. But I give them a Ben Franklin T-chart list and say, forget my opinion. Here's the negatives and here's the positives. Now you make your decision. Now that you know the objective reasons, you have no 
excuse now to make the right decision. You know, here it is. Here's the black and white. Right. Does, here's the good. Boom, boom. Here's the bad. Boom, 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 boom. Now tell me why that makes sense to keep it. All right, John Arnold, Truth and Investing Show, Mondays at 6. Where do we find you? How do we get a hold of you? Okay, free consultations are held right by Tippecanoe Road there, off the 224 and Star Center Boulevard. I'm the second office to the last on the left, second from second from the cul-de-sac to opposite end of the poorhouse. Uh, you can reach us at 330-965-9890, and then we, we bought the domain mate, mate, to match up to where it should have been, www.jarnoldwealth.com, www.jarnoldwealth.com, which will take you directly to our website. Check out our Facebook page or give us a call. Like I said, you don't have to give us any information. Come in, show me your portfolio. I'll give you a free consultation, and I'll give you the bads and goods to it. And if you happen to go with us, great. If not, so be it. Right, but you look at it, but he, he will look at whoever you're with now or whatever. He will tell you this is good, this is bad. This, do you understand how this works? You'll give them the good, the bad, the ugly, as I like to Absolutely, say. Absolutely, every and time. And then say, you know, uh, and you've told people, you know, you've done quite well, including people have. that have done it individually on their own. I have. And, or people with other stuff. There was one guy who came off the show who was, he, 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 he begged to move the money to me. I said, I said, I got to tell you right now, we move the money to me. To me you're going to be disappointed because you're going to be expecting me to do better than you, and I don't think I can. Right. He was that good. All right. So the number once again. 330-965-9890. That'll get your free consultation with us, and uh, we enjoy the phone calls. Yeah, John Arnold, you're right there in Canfield. You can't miss this office. Look for those billboards around town. Do you understand your investments? If you don't, maybe you should give John a call. Do you think, uh, you know, do you fully understand it? Just think about it, all right? John Arnold's Mondays at 6. Thanks, John. Thank you. Sean's next.